Hey there, I'm country rock artist Susie Corey, and you're listening to the David Bowers Awards. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, thank you very much there, oh legendary one, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary John Bon Jovial. Thank you, sir. And thank you, listeners, for joining us once again. Another fun show lined up for you, some great music. And this time, we are truly going worldwide. We have guests from the Philippines and from Finland. So hang on to your seats because we're going to rock this week. And here we go right now with a new track from a Mexican lady who is Dallas-based now, singer, songwriter, new video. Here's her single, Tipsy. This is Candy White. I would do anything to go to the past so you could be by my side. I would do anything to have you again, but I just wasn't lucky. And ever since you left, it's really hard to sleep at night I would do anything to go to the past And hold you back in my arms Because all your memories are close to me I always think of you that you're no longer here Although I'm never gonna let you go It hurts me when I think of you as well as all pets who have 
across the Rainbow Bridge. The accompanying video kind of showcases her love and bond with her pet, Tipsy. A rather touching song and uh, a pleasant song. I mean, there's nothing joyous about the circumstance, but it is pleasant in salute of uh, her departed pet. What do you think, John Bon Jovi? Well, it's a, it is. It's a sweet song, and it kind of reminded me a lot of uh, many years ago, our, our good friend Casey Kasem, uh, did a dedication to a dog that had passed, and it was very touching. I remember that, and that's what made me think of it. But, uh, yeah, she does a nice job. I, I don't know if it's going to make the charts, but I think it is a song that could develop a niche following. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a touching song. She does a nice job on it. And I can relate because, I, you know, I've had to put down a couple of pets, and... Uh, it is just one of the hardest things in the world to do because oh, they're members of your family. And uh, it, so, yeah, I, I, I get it. I understand completely. Absolutely, yes. I, I think, you know, at one time or another, we have all been through it. If not, we will. As you said, the pet becomes a part of your family. It's just like another family member. And you mourn the loss just as you would a family member. Beautiful song. And uh, I think she does a nice job. I wouldn't be surprised if this does get some charting. And if it does, it will probably start in uh, in Texas, where she's based now. So we'll look forward to that, see what's going to happen with Tipsy. And we want to say hello to our friends at our host station and flagship radio station, WRFZ FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York, where uh, we are carried every Saturday at noon. For those of you in Rochester who listen to us uh, there or online, and uh, we are very thankful to all of our friends at WRFZ, including Steve Litvak, whose Rock and Roll Rumble show follows immediately the David Bowers Awards, and then Armand Spins, who follows Steve's show. And that's all Saturday on Rochester Free Radio. And also Saturday evening, our old buddy Jeff Moulton's ABC Oldies at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. And then Sunday, don't miss Brian Judah's Rock the Rock, noon to four Sunday afternoons Eastern Time, with more revelations and surprises, all on Rochester Free Radio, WRFZ FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York, or online at rochesterfreeradio.com. We've got a couple of guests coming up. Our first guest is going to be a gentleman from an interesting new group, out of the Philippines. They go by the name of the L&M Project Band. L&M Project Band. I think you're going to like the mix of rock and blues with a little bit different touch coming from a different part of the world. Give a listen now, if you will, to Leave Me Alone. Of 
a town You better shut your mouth or I will bring you down L&M Project Band from the Philippines from their latest album, Ain't Nothing But the Blues, and here to talk to us about it is one of the L&M guys, L himself. Hello, Larry. How are you, David? 
doing well. Thanks. Thank you for joining us. And this is a, pardon my expression, kick-ass album you got here. I've heard, uh, what, three, four of the tracks off of it, including the two we're playing today. And uh, I'll tell you, this is really, really some good music. You kind of merge 80s rock with uh, a blues feel, and I can't help but think that... uh, some of what you inject into your music has to be the result of where you are in the Philippines. Tell us about your creative process. Well, actually, most of my creative process comes from the L.A. club circuit around the 1980s and stuff. I've always loved that type of music. And then along with blues, blues music as being the root, basically, of all types of music, whether it's mm-hmm. country blues or whatever the blues uh chord progressions are are just very exciting they are. Uh, so on this album uh is what i basically did is I, I did more of a concept i took different styles of music and played them within a blues chord progression hence the title ain't nothing but the blues gotcha. even though it's even though it's kind of funky and some of it uh, kind of rock or metal. Uh, there's some gospel on here, and it's just what pops into my head at any given time. Gotcha. Is <laughs> yeah. is basically it. I and gotcha. then I'm also for, for, fortunate to have such such great musicians uh, also with the band, and uh, of course they put in their input. Uh, they play things that uh, uh, I may I may have a different vision, but when they right. play how, how it is they want to play it, it, it just kind of works and it all comes together. So, And you and I, were uh, we were in L.A. at about the same time because uh, I got out to SoCal in the uh, summer of 77, and I hooked up at a club in Pasadena uh, about 79, and I was there till around 1984. So we were... Uh, we were down the road from each other and didn't know it. Yeah, I did like uh, all the Gazaris, uh, Whiskey A Go Go, or yeah, the Whiskey. I was doing those clubs in the early to mid 80s. I was kind of doing the same thing. I was working with some bands in the area. Uh, I remember uh, one out of Pasadena, uh, New Dynasty. Uh, we went out to we went out to the Gazaris and. Uh, uh, a couple other clubs I don't remember exactly which ones, but uh, yeah, I remember I remember that routine, and of course I was also popping into uh, popping into Hollywood Weekly to pick up the new records and get all the scuttlebutt from the record labels too. So uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure we crossed paths there somewhere. John Bon Jovi, yeah. you're sitting there awfully quiet, and that is so unlikely. Unlike you, I worry about you when you're sitting quietly. Are Talk you in, are you insinuating that I'm a blabbermouth? No, I'm just saying it flat out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Larry, first of all, uh, welcome to the show. It really is just quite excellent to have you on with us. And, and I'm going to uh, agree with David's assessment of the album that it is absolutely kick-ass. I mean, th- there's just some great rock and roll, blues-influenced music on there. And But I want to kind of go back a little bit. You sort of partially answered a question that I wanted to ask you, and that is the makeup of the band. Uh, initially, I was going to ask you if you're doing everything and playing all the instruments, or you know, do you have bandmates? And obviously, you do. So, can yeah. you tell us something about the people that do play with you and you know their backgrounds? Uh, well, 
the the L and M is myself, of course, Larry, and the M stands for Mark, which is uh, Mark Irby De Jesus, and uh, he is he is the guitar player. Uh, if you remember a few years ago, we did a thing with uh, Charles Dawes in the Revenants. And so yes. Mark Mark was actually one of the guitar players in that band oh, okay. as well. Yeah, I remember that. He, uh, yeah, he uh, he's played in some of the top bands here in the Philippines and has toured. He's just an excellent, excellent guitar player uh, for different genres of music. And he plays it very well. Um, throughout the, the two and a half, three years we've been together, I've had some female vocalists come in, uh, some other uh, uh, musicians uh, come in. And it, it was our theory when we started was to help young, um, very talented musicians kind of be a part of something like a family. Wonderful. Uh, and so that's what we've done. Uh, the last year and a half or so, we've been focused more on the on the actual band thing. Uh, so on this album, we stick with uh, a gentleman by the name of Otto Bantula, uh, which is the lead vocalist uh, on this album. He's just a phenomenal, phenomenal vocalist. And uh, the... We brought in uh, an excellent blues player, Mike Viserys, uh, which also played with us once before. Uh, the old bass player from um, Charles Dawes and the Revenants, Mark Mappalad, he's on this album. And a couple of other guest people uh, that we brought in on it. That's interesting. And I, I do want to give you one aside here. You do not have to change bands or change bands' names to come back on the show. You're part of the family. You can come see us anytime. You don't have to be in a new band. Yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten about the Revenants. And, yeah, I remember having you on the show. And uh, it's great to have you back again, whatever you're calling yourself this week. Uh, yeah. now, you you have an interesting background in that you uh, – well, you actually matured to a great degree here in the States, in Southern California primarily. Uh, you've been right. over in the Philippines now for an extended period of time. You've obviously gotten into the music business over there. Tell us a little bit, if you would, please, about what it's like, what the differences in the music business are, and how you've been able to adapt to them. Um, there's a, a major difference. <laughs> In it uh, here in the Philippines, I mean, it, it, there's well, probably three different styles of music that have have really accelerated here. Mm -hmm. uh, one one is the death metal type bands, right? Uh, which have done very well, uh, which I personally. Um, <laughs> how do I say this? He said I, it. I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really into that type of I music. Got I got because it. Because it, it, uh, vocally, you really can't understand it. It sounds like people screaming. Yeah, I hear it, you. And, yeah, and not that musicianally, the guys are good, of course, mm -hmm. but uh, um, it, it, it's just hard to understand for me. Yeah, some uh, of us like next, tea, some like coffee. Yeah. Natural thing, yeah. 
The other style of music, of course, is very heavily influenced by Amer uh, American music, which is like R&B style uh, mm -hmm. music that's very big there. And actually, reggae is making a very, very big comeback here in the Philippines. It is over here, too. It is over here, too. Uh, so uh, the type of music that, that uh, the L&M has been playing some songs go over okay here in the Philippines, but uh, most of our recognition and success is out in the world, the, the U.S., Australia, other, other foreign countries. So I it's mean, kind of a struggle, you know, here. I, but, uh, we're, we're I bet it things. is. How do you reach the outside world there? Like, for example, you say a lot of American influence. How do you reach the American audience. What do you find works for you? Um, basically, we're doing everything through through uh, internet. Uh, of course, uh, collaborating with with other songwriters, musicians from from all over the world, and uh, just using the internet to the our advantage. Do you find any particular streaming services uh, work especially well for you? Uh, as opposed to the ones that don't? Um, to me, they're all about the same. Okay. You know? It's kind of a hit and miss. You can do what you, everything you can to try to build your following and, and that kind of stuff. But it's, uh, you know, you don't get rich from it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's uh, it's really hard to make a decent buck in the business anymore. You really got to work your butt off. John, you're sitting there quiet again, and I, I see that look on your face. You've got something to say. Well, I, I just want to ask Larry, do you miss the L.A. music scene? I, I mean, well, I know it's really. changed over the last 25 or 30 years, and especially with the advent of that god-awful, you know, auto-tune or, you know, auto-whatever <laughs> the hell it is. But, but you know, there, there's always been a thing about... California music, and I don't know if it started with Dick Dale or with the Beach Boys and worked its way up into the you know the grunge scene, but uh, there's to me anyway, there's always been a thing about California music. Uh, I lived out there too for a while, uh, a little bit north of L.A. up in the Owens Valley, but uh, it, it is you know a world away from you, and if this seems redundant, you know. I just want to know how you are able to mesh uh, that California sound with the Filipino sound. And, you know, I claim ignorance. I'm not really sure what the, the Filipino sound is. Coming from, from that L.A. club scene, growing up in the Southern California thing, I mean, that style of music is really just it's embedded in me. And it always has been. And it it always will be. I find it very fulfilling, again, to play with such awesome musicians that do come from a different style of music background. And they are just so capable of learning the, the like California music sound and a completely different uh, way of playing music or looking at and uh, sometimes, as you said, sometimes they're, they're, the Filipino music does kind of come into it. It does kind of blend a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to have to. 
Yeah, because they have their own style. Sure. Just like every everybody else, and and so that's that's kind of why uh, I think most of the music that we put out, I mean, just every kind of genre you could think of, we've done. But I I think it it just adds to what we're doing, you know, the type mm-hmm. of music yeah. that we're doing. You know, and, 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 and of course I. I have to be very open-minded because sure. I, I may be used to hearing something a certain way, but they may throw something out there, and I think, wow, but you know that that may actually work. Okay. And it's going to influence you in two different ways. One, the influence sure. of trying to reach that market uh, makes you adjust what you do, and also living in that market is just going to have a natural effect of influence on you. And it's not like that sure. we, it's not like we've never been exposed to that type of music. Uh our chief engineer who unfortunately uh passed on us because of uh COVID. He got COVID and then sadly it killed him, but was married to a Filipino gal and so I would uh go over to their house all the time and you know right. they'd they'd play music and you know we'd all just you know get enhanced and have a great time and uh, uh so yes, we uh you know, we've had some exposure to it, but certainly not like, you know, what what you've had. Right. Before right. we run out of time, I want to jump in here and give you a chance as we always do to tell the folks how they can find you and the band online, how they can follow you, contact you, and as I always say, the most important thing, how they can get your music. You can actually find us if you go to our webpage at w w dot l and the word and l and m band dot com uh, and on our web page it has links to Spotify YouTube our Facebook account uh, and so you can just go on there uh, click follow us listen to our music uh, if you like it great if you don't like it that's great too it, either way uh, <laughs> you know we, we just best way yeah we i mean we just try to uh we we just play what we feel you know and if people like it i mean it's amazing and usually you know, there's a party going on which uh, brings us to our closing song which is exactly. gonna rock the house let me tell you love this track great track and uh we've got about two seconds left tell us about party going on which was a live recording uh yeah party going on we wanted to uh capture the old bar sound you know the old bike club uh type of sound and the way the crowd uh, you know i remember in the days the crowd just say the says the the strangest things you know yes sometimes <laughs> and so we wanted to incorporate all of that into the music and uh just just make it really a high energy uh, old-fashioned type blues uh, type song in a club environment. So. And you certainly did. Um, you're going to hear this, folks. You're going to feel the party going on in this one. Thank you so much, Larry, for coming and spending time with us. And I do want to extend that invitation. You're part of the family now, so you don't have to change the band name or anything. You can come back yeah. anytime. Thank you again. Ladies and gentlemen, they call themselves the L&M Project Band. And from their album, Eat Nothing But the Blues, some great music. Go out, check it out. Here's some music right here that's going to knock your socks off. There's a party going on.
That's yeah, baby. I think we missed a big party there. Kind of brings back, kind of brings back memories of Jerry Lee Lewis. You know, like if Jerry Lee Lewis had gotten the Allman Brothers and Count Basie Big Band to back him up or something. It's just a just a total great that, sound. That's a very weird mashup that I would have loved to have seen. <laughs> really, you and me both. But uh, <laughs> the Elodin Project Band, all the way from Manila, Philippines. Thank you all for stopping by, sharing your music and your stories, Larry. I get the impression talking with you that there are probably a lot of other stories that you could tell, some of which you couldn't tell. But, hey, we all understand that. There's a party going on. John Bon Jovi, I take it, you approved of the music. I approve. Yes, that gets the much coveted and sought after John Bon Jovial seal of approval. Absolutely. No, I like that. Well, of course, you know me. I mean, the blues and rock and roll. Yeah, I don't absolutely. care where in the world it comes from. You know, good quality blues, good quality rock and roll, mixing the two together. And, yeah, you got something to listen to for sure. Tap your feet, too. And, uh, yeah, it, and I, think, I, I want to I hear more from these guys. Absolutely. Exactly. I was just going to say, I think we'll definitely be hearing more and getting them back on the show in the not-too-far-distant future. In the meantime, listeners, be sure and get out and check that album, Ain't Nothing But the Blues, by the L&M Project Band. And uh, the first track you heard, Leave Me Alone, is from that album. There's going to be more releases from it as time goes on. So check it out. Or, as I said, go out and get yourself a copy, and you can listen to everything on there right now. Speaking of right now, we're going to bring on our next guest, a guest who was with us last year, I believe, in December. And he has a new release out from his latest album. And this release is something that we want you to listen to if you haven't already heard it. It is a very serious song. It's not really a protest song, although it's in the vein of the protest music. It's a song about what we're going through in these times in the world today, not just here in the States, but uh, how we're having so much trouble getting together to agree on anything, whatever the proposal is, getting people to agree, work out their differences, and work together. Here is Harry Kappen with Not All of Us Agreed. Show 
all of us in Creed, Mr. Harry Kappen. Harry, come on in here and say hello. Hey, hello. <laughs> Thank you Welcome for having me again. Our pleasure. So glad to be able to have you join us. And I know the, the time difference between the, the United States, two parts of the United States, and where you are in the Netherlands uh, sometimes can be a little tricky. Appreciate you finding the time to work with us on this and come back and share. And what we definitely want to share, uh, okay. jump right in it here. We no definitely problem. want to share the story of not all of us agreed because I, I can tell from the lyric there's quite a story there. Tell us about the song. Well, uh, there's a, it started all with the AI uh, news and the development of technology, and, uh, and that can be quite uh, frightening and uncontrollable. And, um, but it just happens, and we, the people, have to cope with it with every new technology. And um, so I thought, uh, oh, AI, hmm. not all of us agree, but <laughs> it still happens. Exactly. We've done a couple of uh, interviews on here uh, that have touched on that, including we had uh, Grant Malloy Smith, who is an amazing Americana artist. Uh, we had him on discussing the pros and cons of uh, AI and how it relates to the music world. And yes, it is definitely a major subject. And as we can interpret from our brothers and sisters in the uh, movie and TV business, it's not all agreeable. Absolutely. <laughs> no. Well, what's, what's concerning for me is that it affects um, relationships with, uh, between normal human beings, I think. Um, there's a big difference between government, people, and, and, and it's getting wider. Uh, and when we go for some papers in the, in the city council, we have to uh, be talking with um, bots. It's dehumanizing. It is, and the, to oversimplify the problem is control. Uh, yeah. You want to retain a degree of human control, yeah. and it's a two-part question. How do you do that, and where do you draw the line? Yeah, exactly. And it is definitely like everything else in our society today. It is definitely dividing humans among themselves, and that's never a good thing, whatever the cause is. It's, it's good that you and others are bringing attention to this. This is a, an amazingly powerful song. If somebody had come to me a few years ago and suggested that there would be a powerful piece of music like this relating to AI and the technical effects on music, I would have kind of, kind of scoffed. I mean, yeah. it's not something you really see coming until it hits you. <laughs> right. It's a bit like the 80s when, when, when we looked at the year 2000. It's so far away, but it's so close. And it's yeah. happening right now. Yeah, it's like how uh, George Orwell came <laughs> yeah. to life and became a reality. Oh, that's just fiction. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You never... You never really know what the next shoe is going to be. John Bon Jovial, let the shoe drop. Come on in and join us. <laughs> well, I, I don't think that even George Orwell could have predicted the potential of AI, maybe acknowledged its future existence. But the thing about AI that 
I think can be so beneficial is in medicine, for example, and the preciseness of being able to operate on a very uh, critical type of tumor. I, I think that AI could be very good for something like that. But the thing that also scares the hell out of me with AI, and I look at this from a, a technician's point of view, because in my other life when I'm not being a macho broadcaster here, I deal with computers, and I, I affect repairs on them, build them. I do all kinds of different things when it comes to the Internet and networks and computing. And the thing that scares me is the fact that there is some ne'er-do-well out there that can mimic perfectly the sound of my voice, the sound of your voice, your dialect, David's voice, even with you know the, the ups and downs of some of the vocal problems that he might have. And it can be so convincing then it can be such a detriment because it can end up wreaking havoc on so many people's lives. So where do you draw the line? And, and that's a rhetorical question. I don't expect an answer. But where do you draw the line? It's you know I kind of am very glad that I grew up when I did without this type of technology, without this instantaneous form of communication, without the fact that I'm in Florida and you're in the Netherlands and we can talk to each yeah. other just like we're in the same room. I'm glad I didn't have that technology to grow up with. No, but it's so incredible. Yeah, it, yeah. There's no question. Yeah. It, it really yeah. is. Yeah. But uh, the danger is you cannot tell what's, what's the truth anymore. I, I want to talk about your song here for a second because, you know, it, it's, it's a rock-based song with orchestral accents to it. And what kind of, I don't know, for lack of better words, choreography did you go through in your mind to get it from where you started to the finished product? Oh, well, I started with the music. The lyrics came much more later. And it's it's the way I... Uh, I make songs. I always start with music and orchestration, and uh, and then I'm very convinced uh, a subject will pop up uh, for a, for a lyric. And in this case, it was this. Do you ever get surprised and find an idea grabs you and you say, "Yeah, oh I'm yeah, that. <laughs> it's it's magical. It's magical." It's, and, and then you have to reverse your procedure and decide. <laughs> Now, am I gonna am I gonna go with this, or am yeah. I gonna take a step back, do the music, and then get back into the lyric development? Yeah, yeah. it's like so you ping ponging between lyrics, sounds, and uh, doesn't fit the big exactly. puzzle. The big puzzle. Now, in addition to being an instrumentalist and a songwriter as well as a performing artist, uh, you are also a music therapist. You have yeah. a, a youth care center where you offer music therapy to children. And I'm thinking that uh, this has to be an if, a cause, rather, not an effect, but rather a cause for your direction in your music, especially the content, the lyric content and subject matter. Mm. I'm not convinced of that. The, the, the connection between what I do as a professional music therapist and as a musician in therapy, you are dealing with people's actions and reactions. Yeah. And to do that, you have to be aware of what causes these actions and reactions. And yeah. Isn't that, isn't that uh, 
similar to what you are addressing yeah. in the lyric of these songs? If you put it like this, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a constant debate between uh, myself and my, me, myself and I, <laughs> because that's the strength of music. Um, use it for therapy as well. But a lot has to do with the sub subconsciousness and uh, just uh, playing by the heart and react on each other uh, when we play together in a family, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, you can rely on the music that it's going to be all right and that it will correct you and it will uh, show you uh, patterns when we talk about family therapy. It shows you patterns that are uh, will be audible for the every player, and that can be um, can be fixed in music. So in therapy, you can fix this in the music, in the hope of fixing the patterns in the family in the in the system. It's a constant discussion between uh, how patterns are, how feelings are, uh, how reactions are, and how the music sounds. I find it fascinating because I'm I'm still I'm still thinking in terms of the fact that your your mental approach your focus has to be similar. You're focusing on people's actions and reactions and what yeah. causes that in both areas. I mean, this song is an excellent example of it. You're focusing on the fact that there is something we were not prepared for that is causing conflict and we have not all agreed on it. And no. I, I think I think it's. It's wonderful the way you're able to translate that into yeah. music, which we all know is a universal unifier, if I yeah. may yeah. say so. And, and I see this in your, uh, in your work with children, which has to be immensely rewarding to you. Yeah, well, it is. Uh, I, and I enjoy it very much. And um, it comes naturally for me. I understand completely. It's uh, yeah. like uh, my work with music has come naturally to me since yeah. since my parents introduced me to music when I was about that high. Yeah. And uh, I understand what you're saying there. We don't want to run out of time before I give you a chance to tell the listeners how they can follow you online, how they can uh, contact you if they wish, and, of course, how they can get your music. Uh, I have a website, of course. Uh, harrycappen.com you can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram uh, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter all under my name Um, and contact can also be um, by uh, um, the MTS uh, management for Michael Stover Stover. Right, Michael has been uh, wonderful to work with, he's gifted us with some great talent present company definitely included we are so happy that we've gotten to meet you and know you a little bit and uh, we always look forward to your coming back now before we let you go tell us about the freedom inside so a lot of people complaining about government about the world about all the changes caused by men but in the end when you want to have a change, you have to start with yourself and find freedom in yourself to dare to change. You actually have combined wisdom 
with your curiosity. I salute you, sir. <laughs> and I thank you so much for okay. spending time with us here today. Do keep in touch. As you know, you're part of our family now. Okay. Thank you once again, Harry. Always a pleasure. Harry Kappen, and here he is with The Freedom Inside. I'm sitting on this green hill An amazing view all around Thinking about a world, the warmth, the misery The changes caused by man I'm just playing my guitar And I think it'll
The Freedom Inside. Harry Kappen. I love that song. Now, Harry's lyrics are very meaningful. If you listen to them, you get a message with all of his lyrics. But this one in particular, I love the instrumentation on it for a number of reasons, not the least of which is how much they incorporate. If you take and you strip that instrumentation down, it could easily be with just a guitar. It could easily be a folk song. You add the orchestration behind it and it becomes a pop standard. And then you add the electric guitar work and you've got a rock classic. I mean, it's, it's crazy that he was able to incorporate all of this into one sound. What say you, John Bon Jovial? Well, I love the instrumentation, and I especially love the production technique that he used. The quality of the production is just phenomenal. And in listening to the song, um, I knew it was coming up, and I could kick myself for not asking him in the interview if he was using that absolutely drop-dead gorgeous Ibanez bass uh, of his that because uh, it's got such a rich sound to it and uh, I, I hope to find out when we get him back I want to find out if he's playing the bass on that or if he has somebody else doing it but I, I've got to tell you that I think that that is a phenomenal song the message is great uh, the production is just to me the production has analog qualities to it and if you know as people have listened to us over the years will know that Again, to paraphrase Joe Walsh, I'm an analog yeah. man living in a digital world. Digital world. I, I really, really like that song, which is one of the reasons we included it here on the David Bowers Awards this week. And for you listeners out there, if you have an artist that's really knocked your socks off that you think deserves a chance to be featured on the show, don't hesitate to drop us a line. It's really simple. Email david at thedavidbowers.com. And uh, who knows, maybe your hidden favorite artist will be a guest here on the David Bowers Awards. In the meantime, we want to thank this week's guests, Mr. Harry Kappen, as well as the L&M Project Band. And it's wonderful being able to bring in these artists from all over the world. And we hope that you enjoy them half as much as we do. Right now, it's time for you to listen to John Bon Jovio taking us home. And you forgot to mention, David, we really were international today because we had Ms. Candy White from Mexico, which I think this was kind true, of cool, yes. and, and her tribute to the Rainbow Bridge, which was a very touching song. Well, folks, yes. you have done it again, and we really, really appreciate you being around for another hour here at the David Bowers Awards and your attendance every week. Really, we're just so grateful for it. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from our studios in Naples, Florida, and of course from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and we are available for free on most of the major streaming services. Be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday on WRFZ-FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial in Rochester, New York, and you can find us there at noon Eastern every Saturday, and if you're out of their range, you can also find them on the uh, interwebs at Rochester Free Radio. And then on Sunday, you'll find us on Blog Talk Radio at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and all the other crew of radio morons here at the ranch, we really appreciate you being here. I am the legendary John Bon Jovial saying be good to each other, love each other, and we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.